Hey yo, let me holler at you for a minute. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? If you have, let me tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me break it down for you. Anchor has tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, come here, it's free. Don't let nobody know I told you that. So, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. Join us as we talk about wrestling, Kurt Brendan and Ron, oh yeah, my three amigos, wrestling fans giving you the deets, oh yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Ron here of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. We're about to get started waiting on uh, our compadres to join us. Kurt has uh, walked into the building. What's going on, Kurt? How you doing this morning? Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I can't. How about yourself? How was your week? It was good. Good deal, good deal. How's how's the family? Doing good, nothing to complain about. We're doing good. All right, here comes Brandon's joining us now. What's going on, Brandon? You muted, Brandon. Yeah, he's oh, on man. Move, I'm moving too fast. I'm moving too fast. <laughs> moving too fast. No, I literally, I just made it back like just any nigga time. So. And I had to switch had to switch headsets real quick because my other ones died on me this morning. I forgot to put them on the charger last night, but I'm here. How y'all doing? Good, man. Good. Good. Good, good. So I was uh I was just doing a little bit of intro before uh Kirk came in, letting everybody know that uh we were here getting ready to get started. Uh so welcome to uh season one, episode six of the Wrestling with My Thoughts podcast. I'm joined here by my compadres, Kurt and Brandon. And uh, last week we had a bit had a bit of a uh, what would you call it, Brandon? A technical fiasco. Te- yeah, uh, technical difficulty. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and silly me, I didn't realize that I only had 48 hours to get the recording. And I got busy Saturday, and then, of course, Monday I had work. Well, me and Kurt talked a little bit on Monday, and when I got off the phone with him, I went to set up the uh, the episode from last week, and the link was gone. So, lesson learned going forward, I know I will put this show up right after we get finished recording. So, uh, once it's available and I get the email notify me that it's available, we'll get that set up. Make sure that we don't deprive you people of the silly shit that went on at the end of last week's episode. 
Um, man, I'm so mad that they did not get to hear that. That was classic. I laughed about that. At least I know by half half the day. I would just sit back and randomly think about it and start laughing. Yeah, that was classic. I mean, it was hilarious. Like, I wasn't even mad. I was laughing at everything. Yeah. I know Kirk was probably frustrated as hell. <laughs> that was the, that probably, it wasn't the funniest part, but it just added to all the drama because I know my brother-in-law and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing this <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. So this week, folks, we're going to be reviewing uh, WWE from Monday night and AEW Dynamite from Wednesday. Then we're going to go into a few other things. Um, then we're going to talk about something at the end of the show that I think this is going to take up a large portion of the end of the show because I got some words. Um, oh, boy. With, with what... Uh, Kurt asked me to to take a look at from last night on SmackDown that I missed because I've got company over this weekend, so we were busy watching some stuff on TV, and I didn't check out SmackDown at all. So Kurt asked me to go back and look at one thing in particular. I did. I also read an article on it, and yeah, it's not good. <laughs> so, but with uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started on the reviews. We'll run through these real quick, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, quite honestly, there wasn't a whole lot from either show that's worth spending a whole lot of time on. Um, on Monday Night Raw, the show opened with uh, Judgment Day, and uh, they were in the ring cutting a promo, and were interrupted by AJ Styles and the OC. Uh, which led to a, a match between Carl Anderson and Finn Balor. Um, I know this feud is is in the early stages, but I am already tired of seeing these two teams face each other every every week. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. I just, I mean, there's not much to it. They're they're trying to. I, I applaud what they're trying to do with with Dominic Mysterio. I think the smart thing. I don't like the way they did it. But I think the smart thing to do was separate him and his father and allow Ray to grow on his own. But, or I'm, I'm sorry, Dominic, allow Dominic to, to grow on his own. But these interactions between AJ and, and the OC and Judgment Day, they, they've done nothing to get me excited about this feud. What about you guys? No, I agree. And I, and I understand, I agree with you on separating Ray and Dominic, but I just don't see the appeal of Dominic just pushing what he's trying to do. I don't get that. And I didn't like how he referred to himself as this generation's Eddie Guerrero. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I um, completely so forgot about that. Yeah, so am I because I, I have a lot to say about that. But yeah, continue, Kurt. You can go ahead. I said that's disrespectful, number one. And you, you will never be what Eric Guerrero was. Never. So just cut it out. Absolutely. Yep. Now that I'm sorry, Eddie Guerrero, especially you no know, for my generation, he's very near and dear, very near and dear to us. Like even if you're not the biggest wrestling fan in the world, you know who Eddie Guerrero is. I actually made an Eddie Guerrero reference to one of my students at work the other day, and they knew exactly who Eddie Guerrero is and where it came from. And so for you to get on television. Although, you know, you have family ties. Ray was Eddie's best friend and everything. But for you to get on, on television and say that at 25 years old, you are this generation's Eddie Guerrero. When at 25 years old, Eddie Guerrero was far away and above and beyond what you were. 
disrespectful. It was just very, it just made a, uh, gave me a bad, put a bad taste in my mouth. Because that is a, that, that man right yeah. there is a all, that is an all time, that's an all time legend. Whether he, uh, if he would have lived today, he still would have been a legend. You see what I'm saying? And that's just, no, nah, that's, that's a line. Yeah, that I, I just, I know WWE is going for shock value with that. And I know they were hoping to get a rise out of fans by doing that. But here's the thing. Um, the fans that are attending their shows today and most of the people that watch religiously, I'm going to say, maybe I'm wrong here, but I'm going to say, by and large, I don't think that, that they are really knowledgeable of really who Eddie Guerrero was. So that reference, what's it been, 20 years, 25 years or whatever since he passed away? I don't, I don't know if it's been that long. It's been about maybe, I, I think it's been about maybe, we're coming up on, it's not quite 20. It's a little over 15, but not quite 20. Maybe okay. 16, 17 years. I think he, he died in so, 2002, didn't he? No, he died in 05. 05, okay. That's why I was... He died. He died in like around this time in 2005 because I remember it was right before Thanksgiving. It was right before it was right, literally, it was right before it was right before Thanksgiving. Let's see. Eddie, Eddie Guerrero passed. Oh, they were. Wait, that, hold on. Man, they're giving me Eddie Van Halen. I asked for Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> this thing gave me Eddie Van Halen, and I'm trying to look up Eddie Guerrero. Oh man, um, he he passed away November thirteenth of two thousand five. Yep. Um, but my my whole point being that this much time is passing, and they're making that reference now, and it's only going to get shock value out of fans like us, and most of us are not going to like what what they're doing. I didn't like it when they did the whole um. Uh, Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio thing, and and Randy was saying that Eddie's in hell. I thought yeah, that, that was, was extremely that, disrespectful. That was fucked up. That was fucked up. So, but yeah, I, I just I, I'm tired of seeing the uh, the Judgment Day and um these three guys. AJ Styles in the OC. I lost my train of thought there for a minute, but I'm just I mean it's week in and week out. Um, Basically the same thing. There's no difference. Carl Anderson versus Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor wins due to interference from from Ripley, uh, from Rhea Ripley. And let's talk about that body slam uh, to Gallows. Me and Kurt kind of talked about it, Brandon, before you got on the pregame. And um, Rhea Ripley is is big, and she's she's good in the ring. But she's not that big for you to try to push her as this uh, monster type lady that like yeah. China that's just smashing over dudes. Yeah. Um. I mean, I the, I didn't have a problem. I went back and watched the entire match just to yeah. see how everything developed. I didn't have a problem with the spot per se. But um. Yeah. Like you know, we said there'd never be another Eddie Guerrero. There ain't gonna be another China. I'm sorry that she was in the league of her own at the time that she came about. So I feel like they really need to bring in, and hopefully they do, they need to bring in a woman that's going to be an equalizer to, to uh, Rhea Ripley because it's not going to make too much sense for her to start trying to take down dudes. And then on top of that, they don't really want the women wrestling the dudes anyway. Not anymore. That's yeah. over with. So it's like, what was the point? 
But I didn't have it to me. I thought it was a cool spot. I didn't have a spot, you know, and 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 uh Gallo sold it, sold the hell out of it. He sold it, he sold the hell out of it. So, but still, I'm just like, okay, you know, we need they, they need to bring something. There needs to be a woman somewhere. They gotta go from the outside, or it might be somebody on the uh roster, maybe Raquel Rodriguez or somebody that could go match up and go toe-to-toe with Rhea Ripley. Because she doesn't have it, she doesn't have an equalizer. Let me ask you. Let me ask you Wait, this. Hold on, hold on. Kurt trying to come in. So if you saw the backstage interview, I think they are hinting at trying to bring somebody, a, a woman in to be the equalizer for her. Because that's what the, the last interview they showed with AJ okay. was like, well, we're going we gonna to fix this. And we, uh, he said, we're going to bring somebody else in. So okay, I, I might, I must miss that. Try to bring the, yeah, they're trying to bring a woman in. Okay, yeah, they got they got to. Because you can't, you can't go. Yeah. Rip, they, they don't really want the men and the women mixing like that. But it ain't but so many times that Rhea Ripley gonna go in and show up another guy. But the whole thing is like Ryan is saying, what's the end game with this storyline? Because it right them to, it it doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. At all. But let me let me pose this: We haven't seen Charlotte in a while. Charlotte and Rhea Ripley have had a, a history. They've had great matches. Do you think somehow they bring her back? I would hate to see that pairing of her with AJ and and the OC. But you, what do you think about adding her to their mix to counteract Rhea Ripley? I would. I wouldn't have her. I, wouldn't do oh, her. Go ahead, I, I don't like Charlotte. I wouldn't do her. Let's find somebody different. I, would, I definitely wouldn't do Charlotte. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like. I don't feel like because of who Charlotte is. I don't feel like it would be a good. Because Charlotte is, yeah, Charlotte I don't see her fitting in with that crew. Yeah, she at don't all, see her fitting but... in with them at all. Charlotte is Charlotte. That's she in a tier of her own. So I don't, I don't see that. I just, I feel like maybe you might want to bring one of those women in from NXT. Um, what's that lady name? She had the NXT. She was the NXT UK Women's Champion, and she, I didn't know she had been wrestling for a very long time. I forgot, I forgot her name. Start with an S. I forgot her name, but I could see because they have. It starts with sure what? I can't remember her name. She's from um she's from Japan. But I can see her fitting it because you know their whole group, their whole bullet club thing formed over in Japan anyway. So they could be some type of a connection. And she's like legit in the ring. So I feel like she can go toe-to-toe with Rhea Ripley or whatever. So and I can't remember her name. But um Yeah, yeah they're they're gonna have to bring in somebody that is they they can't bring in somebody tiny to face Rhea Ripley because that makes Rhea Ripley look bad and right. Rhea Ripley is too good to make her look bad. Um, so they got to bring in somebody that's at least as tall as her, has a similar, similar body structure as her. Otherwise you make Rhea Ripley look bad. And again, to me, she's way too good to make look that bad. And that's why I was thinking Raquel Rodriguez because I'm the only person on the roster I can think of that could probably match up body-wise and go toe-to-toe with her would be her. And strength as well, because both of them, both of them, strong as hell. So, because I was like, how many women yeah. are that, that her size? Because I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. And that, and that's what I'm saying. That's that's why the only person that pops into my head is Charlotte. That that WWE that I know of has access to. Because you know, if you look at like if you were to look at Jade Cargill, well, she's she's locked up with AEW, so you can't bring her in. That would have been cool as hell. It would have, so I'm gonna tell you somebody else that I think, and I, I, I don't, I, I hate getting off script, but I just want to just say this. <laughs> hey, they could, they could bring, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, what, what's the lady's name that was with the Bashams in WWE? 
Uh, uh, Linda Miles. Man. Sequisa? who I'm talking about, Linda Miles. Sonequa. That's what that was on that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So moving on from there, because I think we 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 all agree that we're kind of, you know, they ain't even done with this feud yet, but we're all already kind of tired of it. So the next uh, segment that comes up, Miz is in the ring talking about the, uh, the Dexter Loomis situation. And he's interrupted by Joe. Uh, jo- I keep calling him Joey Gargano. Uh, Johnny Gar- Gargano. He is everywhere. They they must have some huge plans for him because he is all over Raw the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Nate. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I'm gonna call him a future world champion, but yeah, he's gonna be a major player. I don't get any of that at all. Yeah, because I, I mean, I don't, I don't see looking at the world title picture as it is right now. Hillman and Reigns would be a horrible matchup. Um, and I don't see anybody dethroning Roman Reigns anytime soon. Um, side note on that, something I meant to bring up in the pregame that I didn't even take a look at myself. Um, the, the, uh, bloodline promo from SmackDown. Um, did either one of you see that? I watched that twice. Okay. I heard it was phenomenal. Can can you give us a quick uh, rundown of it? Okay, so basically, get basically uh, they had their match. I didn't see the first match. I just went straight to the promo because I recorded it. They had their match, and Roman gets in the ring, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, you know, as we all know, there's like some problems because Jay is frustrated with the fact that he feels like he's being overlooked as in the group, and they just let Sami Zayn in, and he's not blood and." You know, he didn't pretty much sacrifice as much as, you know, he did or the others did because they are family, blah, blah, blah. So, Roman Reigns gets in the ring and he says, hey, we need to solve this shit now. Because we ain't leaving this ring until we get all this straightened out so we can, you know, move on one accord. So, both of y'all come, speak your mind, say your piece, and then we're going to squash it. Jay gets up, speaks his mind, speaks his piece. And then Sammy comes in and he, you know, saying what he needs to say. And then next thing you know, and I'm paraphrasing, um, Jay was like, I pretty much don't give a damn what the tribal chief says. Because Sammy Zane said, well, the tribal chief says this. And then Jay was like, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says. And then Roman Reigns just kind of shot up. And so <laughs> Sammy Zane being the peacemaker, he comes in and he's just like, hey, just take it easy on him. Because, you know, lately Jay hasn't been feeling like oozy. And then, like, the audience started laughing. Roman broke character again and started laughing. And then um, Roman just went and, and Jay had to go and put his head down and put his hands over his face to see, so he won't show, see that we won't um, let everybody see that he's laughing. And then the other guys in the ring laughing right behind him. And so he just put, Roman puts his arm around Jay and was like, you're doing all this just because you ain't been feeling oozy. And then everybody just kind of fell out laughing. Or whatever, and then um, that was pretty much that's like the last bit of the segment that I remember. Then everybody okay. was laughing, and then they pretty much squashed whatever it is they had going on. So, all right, I'll check it out once we get done with the show here. And the uh, coming back to this situation, um, somehow the interaction between Miz and Gargano resulted in our uh, truth versus the Miz match. I mean, I seen the interaction, I saw how it happened, but. That was a clunky transition. 
in in my opinion. Um, but they bring truth out in front of the hometown crowd, um, give him the win over the Miz. I don't know what the point of that was exactly. because they, they hadn't done anything serious with Miz or uh, Truth in forever. So I don't see what the point – outside of it being his hometown, I don't see why they put him over. Yeah, that was stupid. It, 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 there's no point. Like, what are we doing? What's the point of that? Yeah, I just – I mean, I'm, I racked my brain trying to figure out what – angle they're trying to work there and i don't see one because you got the Miz locked up in a feud with loomis right now what's truth doing you ain't seen truth in forever i thought truth retired no <laughs> hey man no 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 knock to him the man's been drawing a paycheck from that company for what 20 years 25 years now yeah right. former nw former two-time nwa champion <laughs> yeah how they use him they just made him a character and he has he could be a he could have been a real serious wrestler and I hate yeah yeah I, I'm with you I'm with you I don't like what they've done with him but he's been there forever um next up there's Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali um I've, I've heard on other podcasts that we listen to and read that Austin Theory must not be a favorite of uh of the new regime because they've done absolutely nothing interesting with him since they've taken over. Um, would you all agree with that? I definitely agree. I agree, but I will say this, and, you know, I'm not a fan, but that was a pretty good match with him and Ali. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the match The match was good. The match was good. They did their thing. They did. I was like, man, I was re- I was like, wow, I was really impressed. Yeah, because I, I'll be 100% honest. Um, since I've come back into watching Raw and familiarizing myself with Austin Theory, I'm not going to – he's good in the ring, so I'm not taking that away from But I didn't see what the hype was. But this I, I see but this see match was a very good match. It was very good. Um, but uh, Seth Rollins comes out. Whoa. Say what? Hold on. Y'all, say, hold on. Y'all talking over each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. But I was impressed with both of them. But uh, Seth, Seth Rollins comes out and interferes and gives Theory the win over Mustafa Ali, I guess, to further the angle between Ali and Rollins, which I don't see how – that can elevate Mustafa Ali, but it almost brings Seth Rollins down some. And, I, I mean, that's not a knock on Mustafa Ali. I'm not trying to, to, to shit on him, but – I, I don't see that as an interesting feud at all. It does elevate Mustafa Ali if that's what they're trying to do, though. I don't I don't understand it, but I <laughs> just get on Seth Rollins. Yeah, I mean, they've been trying to push Ali for a while. So I, I did this 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 shit they doing with him. I despise it. This all silly giggle fucking laugh that he does. That shit is just irritating, and maybe that's what they're trying to make people hate him. Cause I hate him right now. Right, I think, I'm about to say. Right. I think it's all part of the. I think it's all part of the design to make because you. He wants to be wanted to be irritating. He gets on my nerve. He is so fucking irritating, and that corny fucking laugh. I just want to crack him in his fucking head. so irritating. I think it's done by design. Kurt, do me a favor. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> hey, but no, I, I, I'm I, with Kurt though. Um, but see, the the thing is, 
I agree with you too, Brandon, that I think it is by design. I think this is purposely what they've tried to do with Rollins to get the fans to hate him. But there's a huge difference in the type of hate that Kurt has for him and the kind of hate they want the fans to have from him. Hey, I want y'all to go back and find this clip. Y'all remember when Kane first unmasked himself and he set JR on fire? Yeah. And then Kane, they locked Kane up, and then the police had to bring Kane back to the ring to have a match with Eric Bischoff. <laughs> and JR was on JR was on yeah, commentary. Yeah, yeah. And oh, uh, he was like, he, he, J, the King was like, so JR, what do you think? What, what do you what do you want to happen tonight? He was like, I want uh he said he want uh Eric Bischoff uh, beat into a bloody heat, and then he wanted Kane to walk outside and get hit by a damn truck. <laughs> like that sound like Kurt, for the, the much hate that he has for Seth Rollins. That sound like right. Kurt say right there. <laughs> <laughs> and Kane was oh, like, Kane started laughing. He and said, "What's it with well, damn?" I'll tell him how you really feel. <laughs> remind me at the end of our review for Raw. Remind me that I have a point to make about the entire. Show. Well, let me. I'll tell you what. Let me write that down right now before I forget. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Give me one second, folks. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm just taking a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, check that out. They, they put those clips out on Twitter all the time. I'll be over here howling. So the the next segment up was almost, and he squashed over four indie guys. Interesting thing about those those independent wrestlers that were in that match with them. All of them have come through a local promotion here in Georgia. And I want to give some love and some and a shout out to Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. It's a crazy name for a wrestling organization. I know. Southern Fried. Yes, it's Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. They have shows. They I have monthly it. shows in Monroe. All three I of us need to go to one one night. I hope they got some fried chicken somewhere in there. <laughs> They're a cool group of people, man. The first show I went, well, the only show I've been to so far because of my, my nighttime driving limitations. The show I went to was, uh, I walked up to the ticket table and they were asking where I wanted to sit or whatever. I said, I'm not sure where's good to sit because this is my first time coming. They said, hey, it's on us. Enjoy the show. So um, I also know the guy that does commentary for them. But uh, the four guys that, that almost squashed over, they all came through there. One of them, um, Kurt may know, or you may too, Brandon, from, from uh, the new NWA with Billy Corgan. Um, his name is um, Sal Renaro. So he was one of those. I just thought it was really cool that I've seen Sal wrestle in Southern Championship uh, or Southern Fried. I've seen him wrestle in NWA, and it was just shocked me to see him amongst that group of guys up there in the ring to get squashed by Almost. What do you guys think about Almost? Does he have an upside at all? So- I was about to say, don't don't nah, stumble right, all nah, right now to let no. me know what you think. <laughs> nah, right now, no, I don't look at him as a dominant big man at all. I feel like he can't move. Right, that's how I feel. Like he's he's robotic he's almost. Yeah, he's he, he can't he can't he can't he can't move. He's just big as hell. He can't he can't really move. And there's nothing about his um. There's nothing about like his character that just kind of make me want to watch him. What's going on, Noah? Welcome. Thank you for joining and listening to the show. Uh, my name is Ron. I'm here with Kurt and Brandon for the episode uh, episode number six of Wrestling With My Thoughts. 
thank you once again for for jumping in the the uh the chat there if you want tell us um tell us what you what you like as far as wrestling who's your favorite wrestler um how long you've been watching things like that and we'll continue on right now we're doing a, a monday night raw review uh so next up oh well i guess he didn't like what i had to say huh <laughs> You'll be <all> right. Well then, <laughs> he's like, I, ain't I came on here. I'm just trying to listen. I ain't expect you to call me out, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. I'm just trying to be nice. Right. Welcome to. Me. I'll just ignore trying to be nosy. So next up is the modern day wrestling god, Baron Corbin. Yeah, Lord. Right. That just rolls off the tip of your tongue, right? Yeah, um. So Baron Corbin versus uh, Johnny Gargano. Weird looking matchup. Um, the styles don't match up. For for everything I don't like about Gargano, he's a decent wrestler. But styles don't match up. It's a bad matchup size-wise. I'm not a big fan of Baron Corbin, so I really went into this match. Um, I don't understand the sudden connection with JBL and Baron Corbin. They, they haven't, the announcers haven't explained it. JBL hasn't explained it, and I think that's part of the problem. Like he, what was he just sitting at home watching Raw one night and decided, hey, that guy's got got what it takes. He just needs that little something extra, and showed up to help him. I think that's what it is, right? But they haven't explained that. So JBL just shows up out of the blue and calls Baron Corbin in modern day wrestling god. And I think that's part of the problem. That it, you know, I understand what you're trying to do, and it. It could have helped if you explained it better, right? But by you explaining it, it may- exactly. <laughs> so, so, but uh, Corbin ends up winning um, after Gargano gets himself distracted by JBL's hat. Stupid, stupid way to get JBL involved. Uh, just a stupid end to a match, in my opinion. So, I'm I'm ready to move on to the next thing. Um, last match was, uh, Bailey versus Bianca Belair. Um, good match. I like both ladies. I'm, I'm glad to see that they allowed the ladies to close out the show. Um, I mean, judging from what was on the show, this was the best match on the show, in my opinion. Um, but Bailey wins due to interference from a returning Nikki Cross. Were were you guys shocked to see her return? No, <laughs> it, it was unexpected. But I'm just like, I, uh, just, that that made okay. no sense. And I'm like, she what? She's not that big of an attraction to take out Bianca or. Yeah, she she took out. Uh, Dakota Kai and Eo Sky. Eo Sky. And then she took out Bianca Belair and then she came back to take out Bailey. Yeah, stop it. Cut it out. So we'll see where they go with this. Yeah, that that don't make no sense. Yeah, good good match. Um I I I agree that Nikki Cross isn't that big of a name, but I did like the way they brought her back. It it like it was spontaneous. I don't think anybody's seen it coming. So I liked it for that. Um, I like the fact that she beat down everybody and there's no way to tell where she stands with it. So I like that part of it. Okay, but the thing about it is, this is the thing. So you bring her back 
that she doesn't have any crowd appeal or anything. So what's good about it? What just the, the, the return itself or right. the way they did it? What I think is good about <laughs> it is what you just said was was why it was done the way it was done. She doesn't have any crowd appeal. This is a way, in my opinion, the surprise return is a way to get her that crowd appeal. Um, because it wasn't nobody, again, nobody saw it coming. She beat up everybody. And I'm not, I want to issue a disclaimer with this one. I am not comparing the two at all. But it's like Stone Cold when he was like, he would just beat everybody's ass. And he stood alone. Maybe that's what they're trying to do with Nikki Cross. I don't know. I just like the return and we'll see where they go with her. So let me ask you this. Do you really think, and just as a wrestling fan, that they can build on that to where it can get going anywhere? With her? If, if, if done the right way, yes. But we, we've seen, we've seen time and again how WWE has been handed these situations on a silver platter and they shit, each, they, they shit the bed each time. But, mm-hmm. I, but it, it, what I'm saying, asking you, I really want to see Nikki Cross in any mat, headline matches against Bianca or Bailey. That, that's what I'm asking. No, no, not right now. Not no, not right off the bat. No, I think it has to build to that. Um, I think maybe she goes one on one with either uh, Dakota Kai or Io Sky, or goes one on one with. E, um, like on a raw match or something with Bianca or Bailey, but I don't think immediately you can put her in that that title picture. No, I I don't think that at all. But I think it's a this is a good way to introduce her into that conversation and build her to that point. Yeah, I don't see no. and I, and I think they will try to push her to the title now because I have no faith in what, what they're doing there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll try to smash her over as like a world beater. They'll try to put her on the level of like a Bianca Belair or a, a Charlotte or something. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you there. <laughs> you know but what you, I? You know what I think is going on? What's that? You know that all of the fans know who they. You know who they really want to return, right? And pair with uh, Bianca Belair. Y'all know who they really want to return, right? I'm assuming Charlotte. No. Sasha Banks and Naomi. Who? No. Apparently, right now, they ain't coming as, as far as we know, they're not coming back. So they're like, okay, well, we got we got all these other women that we're gonna have to use because we're paying them. So let's go ahead and introduce these that we really don't give too much of a shit about. Because we can't really we can't get right now, we can't get who it is we really want to. We can't bring back who it is we really want to bring back for one reason or another. But then again, you got that show coming up next week, Crown Jewel, and maybe if there's some stuff going on in the background, that could be the surprise for the show or whatever, maybe. But as of right now, it's almost as if, okay, we're running out of opponents for those three. But um, what's the, the damage control? It's like they're running out of opponents and partners because I think the other two that uh, Oscar and I forgot who the other one was, I think they got injured or something. So they're off TV. So who else are you going to have to go up against them that's going to be able to go toe-to-toe? Everybody's sitting around. I don't even think people really sitting around waiting on Charlotte like that. I think Charlotte's just on a break. 
But I mean, everybody's everybody's looking for Sasha for Sasha Banks and Naomi to come on to come on back. But the question is, are they or are they not? We really don't know. So, I I think they will eventually, um, I, because the the only upside for either of them going to AEW, if if and when their contract runs, well, I know it will, but when their contract runs out and they can do something like that, the only appeal to AEW is money. That's the yeah. only thing that can appeal. Because can't nobody go toe-to-toe with them in AEW. No woman. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's why, I mean. Sa- especially they, with Sasha. But, so this is the thing about it, though. I think it, if they did go, I think it, it elevates the women in AEW because they are so good, and they would bring, they would make the other women look good because they can know how to wrestle and bring that uh, it factor to it. So I think it'll be, a, I think it'll very, be very good for AEW. If they did go there, I'm I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to hit you guys. With, I'm going to hit you guys with something that I just thought about while Kurt was talking. You're right, Kurt. I didn't think about that aspect of it. Charlotte's been going for a while. Bianca or not Bianca, uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi are still hanging out there. What if those three showed up in AEW all at the same time together? It would be awesome. Say they coming in to clean house. <laughs> it would be awesome, and they could make all those women look so good, all of them. Yep. Yes. That would be. Yes. And I think they will put on better matches than the men. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> because Charlotte, That's Charlotte will get somebody in the ring, and if they won't cooperate, she'll just beat the hell out of them. Yeah. Um, but you know what though? That's that ball that for all those other women. It would actually make them step their game up too, because it's like, man, you're going toe-to-toe with Charlotte. You're going toe-to-toe with Sasha Banks. These two are the greatest of all time. We could throw Naomi in there as well, because I think I think all three of them Hall of Famers right now. Naomi got all three of them. All three of them. And you know, and you know Naomi pretty much started from the ground up. So we done seen this whole thing. And all three of them are in all three of them are Hall of Famers right now. And I believe that it was I remember when she was a funkadactyl. <laughs> oh, that was man. Hey, man, I remember the first time I seen him on TV, boy. Man, holy! Shit. I can't remember. I, like, I can't remember the other young lady's name, but um, yeah, they were the Funkadactyls for uh, man. I had to call my brother. I said, "You need to turn this shit on to see this, boys." <laughs> man, so the the point I wanted to make with with Raw, did y'all catch on that every fucking match had some interference in it? Every single match had had interference in it. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, and I don't understand why they're doing that. But you did miss one, so I don't know if you covered um, the Alpha Academy. Um... Yeah, I did miss that. I don't have. I don't know. Yeah, Elias beating Gable. Yeah, I I just don't understand why they keep beating this man. Mm-hmm. I don't get it because I don't the Elias character I'm not interested in any of that but Gable he can wrestle and I just understand why you keep just bearing it yeah I, I don't understand or like the Elias thing the walk with Elias the guitar playing and all it, and I hate the Matt Riddle character you make this dude look like a doofus every fucking 
I mean, I'm like you, Kurt. I mean, he can wrestle. I think maybe a, a he could still be Elias, but let's drop the guitar. Let's drop all of that shit. Yeah, just try something else, man. That's that's all. Like, just try something else because we've done it already. That's yeah. all. Just stop that gimmick, and we can do something better. Yeah, like everybody doesn't have to have a funky little gimmick. No. <laughs> right. That's one of the things I used to hate about WWF when I was a kid. Yeah, has a good look. So just throw the good cart, the guitar shit away, and make him into a serious wrestler or a monster. So he. He's relevant. They're gonna turn they're gonna turn him into the honky tonk man for real, man. Oh god, no. And man, I got into an argument. <laughs> I got into an argument with a guy at work about honky tonk man being the greatest intercontinental champion ever. And I said, you know the only reason people think that is because honky tonk man says that. Yeah. I'm like he's he's not even close to the greatest intercontinental champion absolutely, of all time. A, a, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absol- he's not even in the top ten yet. Right. Oh man, he's like, what? You're crazy. I'm like, okay, no. I throw the ultimate war. I throw the ultimate warrior in there before I throw him in there. Not in the top fifty. I'm I'm with, and I don't even like Warrior, and I agree with you. So, but anyway, let's move on to because we're uh, we're almost well, forty minutes into the show. That would be a great. That'd be a great topic for the show next week. Who's the greatest what, intercontinental top? champion of all time? Okay, we'll we'll talk about that in the next next uh, session, and I'm sure we could do that. So AEW Dynamite. Um, before I even get into the show, uh, did y'all like anything about the show? I fell asleep. I tried. I, I, I fell asleep. I, I, look, man, I, I, I try my hardest, man. If I, I'm one of them people, man, look, if I'm just not feeling it, I'm not feeling it. You know, I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't fake, I can't fake the phone. I can't. I try sometimes, but I can't. I just, I ain't, I'm not, I ain't feeling it. It was terrible, but let, 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 let's go. Let, let's go. <laughs> All right, this, this should be an easy run through. Uh, Jericho and Garcia versus Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Claudio and Yuta win. Real quick commentary for me. I don't like the idea of them using Jericho. The the way they're going to get Ring of Honor over is by Jericho disrespecting Ring of Honor. That's stupid as shit. But if unless y'all have something to say, I'll move on. Next matchup was FTR versus Swerving Our Glory. Swerving our glory win through the interference by the gun boys. Quick commentary for me on that. They fucking FTR up bad. Uh, it's, but, it's, a tra- it's, it's, a, it's a crime and a shame. It's a crime yes. and a shame. It almost making me want to say, like, y'all go ahead, pack y'all bags, go on back to WWE, go on back home so they can build y'all to a legitimate tag team because they got some dudes in WWE that y'all can run with. Yeah, because like I, like I said to Kurt last night, think about it. When was the last time FTR as a tag team were on Dynamite and won a match? And it's not good that we have to stop and think about that. Not with a team like FTR. So, but next up is Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. Ref stopped the match because Danielson kept stopping Guevara, which I don't understand. That's something he does every match. But 
I guess maybe they didn't like that he did it this time. Next up was Rio versus Jamie Hader. Hader wins. Nothing much to the match, so we'll move on to the main event. Um, John Moxley versus Penta El Cerro Miedo. Um, I hope I said that right. But the first question I have is, what did what did Pentagon do to earn a title match? Okay, I, I thought maybe I missed something. Um, Moxley wins clean, uh, but then he's attacked by the firm. MJF comes out and fires the firm for beating up Moxley because he wanted Moxley at 100% for the pay-per-view. So they beat MJF up. I, I'm about 99% certain that this is working up to some kind of stupid-ass swerve at the pay-per-view. I agree, and I didn't understand any of it. I'm like, you know, what, what are we doing right now? Yeah, and and did I miss something? MJF has the chip to cash in to get a championship shot, right? Yeah. So why is he getting a championship shot at full gear? Did he cash in the chip to get that? Because I haven't seen it if he did. Maybe I missed it. I get. I guess maybe they're saying, well, he's going to go ahead and cash. You know how I think they've done it with the money in the bank before, too, when they say they're going to go ahead and cash in on this day instead of it being like a random thing. So maybe that, you know, because they had to, they had to sell the pay-per-view or something. So Yeah, well, yeah, true. I mean, maybe he did. Like, I'm not knocking it. I just, I didn't remember seeing him or hearing him do that. So, um Speaking of pay-per-views, did y'all see where Triple H has made the decision to to uh, squash the uh, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view? Yeah, very good idea. Very good idea. Thank God. Thank God. I hated it so yeah. much. I'm surprised that. Now, the first time they did it, I was like, all right, that's cool. Cause I, I felt like that was going to be like the TNA lockdown pay-per-view or whatever, which I always thought those were pretty cool. But I'm like, if you're going to have a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and I feel like every match needs to be in the Hell in a Cell. Because that right. would just make that and, and the problem, yeah. and the problem with having every match in a hell in a hell in a cell, which, like you said, with a with a pay per view name like Hell in a Cell, you would think every match is. The problem with that is even having more than one on the card in a show, it ruins the 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 spectacle of the cage right. match. Because anytime, remember before that, anytime when somebody oh, Hell in a Cell, you knew that was the real deal. That was the that was the real mm-hmm. deal, and yeah, and that meant the match meant, the match meant way a lot. Blew off a lot of fuse, a lot of great, a lot of great. I can count. There's way more great Hell in the Cell matches than there were bad ones. I can't even. Well, there's a couple of bad ones that I remember. Like it, Hell in the Cell is the real. That was that was the real deal, and the first time they did the pay per view, I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're gonna have every match in the Hell in the Cell, but. And then you know it turned out to be, and I'm surprised. They said it was a that was a 14 year run. I was like, man, that's a long time. Yeah, but you yeah. got to you got to make it so the hell in the cell. And I, I agree with what Triple H is doing, making an attraction and not just ordinary. So this is the normal pay per view we do every year or every six months, making an attraction so when people look forward right. to seeing it. Exactly, and and it means more. I remember at one point, man, you might not have seen the Hell in a Cell at all for a year and a half, two years. And then they'll just yeah, randomly, because, one of those blood fuse or whatever, they'll just, yeah. Hell in a Cell. Everybody go, oh, whole, shit, here we go. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> the, the whole thing behind, the, the, the whole premise behind a cage match 
is, and if you listen to Cornette's podcast, you've heard him say it a million times, but the whole premise behind the cage match is when two competitors have this crazy-ass feud that has reached a fever pitch and the, the heel keeps running from the baby face and the baby face wants him in a cage where he can't get away. The premise wasn't even to climb over and get out of the cage. The cage was meant to hold everybody in. And if you see that kind of match on a regular basis, just as a match for what the hell, why not? Let's have a cage match tonight. That ruins the spectacle of the cage match, or especially the Hell in a Cell. Like you said, Brandon, you don't see it for a year and a half, and then they do it. Like you said, you get that, oh, shit, something's about to go down type. And I don't want to see anybody fly off the top of a cage again like Mick Foley did. When I when I talk about oh shit even. something's about to go down this is a this is a match where these guys are going to go at it you know it's going to be action packed or whatever yeah I never want to see anybody go off the top of the cage like Foley did that shit was dangerous it, it, oh yeah and to be honest with you because I know the WWE don't want to use blood but I'm like now for certain matches like say your last man standing matches. Your hell in the cell matches when you're trying to blow off a few, why not go ahead and use blood because that adds to the spectacle or whatever? I agree. You I know? agree. Because we don't have to have, we don't have to have like you ain't gotta yeah. be like ECW or AEW and have have blood every single minute. You don't need that. Just save that for the say that for the bit. Yeah, every- <laughs> yeah, but that's, it's, it's right. a pay-per-view, so it's not on it's on live TV, so exactly. why not do it? Even if they um, even if because I think what they what has kind of happened, like a lot of the wrestlers started blading, they started doing like drawing blood the hard way to make it look real, which I'm like that's kind of dangerous. But like, yeah, save it for like you know your cage matches, your big blood feud, your big your big blood fuse or whatever. Go ahead and save um, them uh, getting color for those. That's gonna add to the spectacle, and then that make that elevates that match type even more than what it's already been. And then it's like, hey, when it comes, everybody want to see it. Hey, Bam, I see that you're chiming in. Sorry about that. I didn't realize that you were uh, you were chiming in on the discussion. Bam says he's not a fan of uh, babyface MJF. I agree. Neither, neither are we. <laughs> um, Cody Rhodes versus Rollins. Hell in the Cell was fantastic. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, I'm glad they're getting Hell in the Cell as a yearly event. I don't, Bam, I don't even think it should be a, a yearly event. Um, I, I think it should be every so often. Nobody sees it coming. Nobody's expecting it every year for the simple fact of the spectacle of it all. Because if I know it's coming, it's not special to me. Uh, that's just me. Uh, the cross McIntyre cage match should be interesting. And I don't I don't think it's going to be a yearly event. I think it's going to be on, on what's going on now. What's going on right now. Okay. The topic yeah. right now. And let's address it, but I don't think it's gonna be a yearly event. I hope not. I don't I don't think it will be. I hope not. Keep the hell in the cell special. I didn't have a problem with the elimination chamber being a yearly event. I yeah, I like the elimination yeah, chamber. I, I enjoy those because then on top of that, that adds to the uh the road to WrestleMania or whatever. So I, I'm I'm cool with that. But um yeah, the hell in the cell, no, yeah, the yeah. hell in the cell is but I a, but I think match. I think cage matches as a whole. And especially Hell in a Cell, um, because like that's the ultimate, ultimate keeping everybody in the cage or whatever. 
I think that ought to only come about every so often yeah. when when it's a really heated feud. And again, it's just that spectacle when you go as a fan and you see that cage hanging above the ring. Or Kurt will remember this. Bam, I don't know how old you are, but Kurt will remember this like I do. You would go to the show back in the day. There was no cage hanging above the ring. They brought that shit out in panels and put it together during intermission. (laughs) So listen, I I moved at at Georgia in 85. Yes, I I loved it when when you would see those guys sing the ring crew come out and put up that match during intermission or put up the cage during intermission. I went to Omni every Sunday when they wrestled here to the Omni. And when they put the cage up, we knew it was something serious. So, and I love well, well, that's our review, boys and girls. Of uh, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Bam just came in again. He said that he meant to keep the hell in the cell as a surprise or a very special event. He doesn't like it, and that's what he meant. So, he just kind of typed it wrong. Ah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Bam, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So, we're all on the same page on that. And, Bam, thank you for interacting. I will, uh, we definitely appreciate and want fan interaction um we're here every saturday normally we we start at 9 a.m i think we're gonna maybe push that back to 10 i think 10 is a good form uh uh, format for us uh so join us here every saturday bam if you would like now moving on what's next up on the menu ladies and gentlemen um bam bam said this is a good show he'll tune in again appreciate thank you thank you Uh, you can find us with the, the actual podcast, uh, bam, we record live here every Saturday, but we take this recording and put it up on, on the podcast. Um, you can find the podcast on Spotify. You can find it on every major podcast and platform. So we would, we would love to have you as a, as a fan following us week in and week out and feel free to give us feedback. We want feedback positive or negative because we can't get better unless we know what we're doing wrong. So, um, Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you're up to yeah. it, we can we can bring you on. This is a live show, so uh, you missed it last week. We had a, a hell of a comedic end end to the show <laughs> where everything went crazy. So, <laughs> thank you, Bam. We appreciate yeah, that's why that. We're trying, that's why, that's why we're trying to get on out of here now while it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving right along, um, I want to talk about this uh, this Von Eric movie that they're coming out with. And um, I did some research on it last night because I didn't even know until like a day or two ago, somebody sent me, um, a family member sent me a Snapchat thing on Zac Efron uh, playing a Von Eric. And I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? So I looked at it and I'm like, oh shit, they're making a Von Eric's movie. Um, but yeah, it's got Zac Efron is playing Kevin Von Eric. Um the, the sole remaining family family of the Von Erics, uh, sole remaining survivor of the Von, original brood of the Von Eric family. So, uh, that, give me one second because there's a good article on people that has. Let's see. All right, let me give the. I want to give the credit. Uh, the article is on People.com by Kelsey Gibson. And it's dated October 27th, uh, 2022 at 5.17 p.m. I want to cite my sources. want to give the credit to the uh, the author. Make sure I don't get myself sued. Uh, <laughs> uh, alongside Efron is Kevin, 
the, the film also stars Mara Tierney, Harris Dickinson, Jeremy Allen, Jeremy Allen White, and Lily James, the latter of which recently gained acclaim for her portrayal of Pamela Anderson and Who Lose Pam and Tommy. So they're not telling us. Okay, hold up. Tierney is slated to play Doris, the matriarch of the Van Eric, Van Eric wrestling family. I can't read y'all, I promise you. Um, while McElhaney will play Fritz Von Eric, the patriarch of the famed Von Eric wrestling family per deadline. Additionally, the publication reports White will play Carrie Von Eric, the brother of Kevin. It's unclear who James will play in the film. And the film is supposed to be called The Iron Claw, which is, I guess, that's fitting. Um, yeah. Uh, the dude's name is back up here. Jeremy Allen White. Let me look up Jeremy Allen White real quick. Because, so I, you know, I, I've been watching wrestling since the 80s, so I never saw the appeal of Kevin at all. I think Kerry was a star of, of, before amongst all of them. He had to look. Okay. I, I agree with you. Kerry definitely, he, he had the, he had the, 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 spunk if you will <laughs> he had the 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 attitude he had the the charisma now now whatever he could have been one of the greatest wrestlers ever so just yeah. just looking at things um i think zach efron based on the pictures i've seen from the set looks to be a good fit for kevin um, dude's gotten in shape. I want y'all when y'all get a chance. If you can do it now, do it now. But no, so when I looked at it, it and, and I have a different opinion. I think he should have been careful. Because yeah, I agree. Because I want. That's what I was about to say. I want y'all to go look at Jeremy Allen White and tell me if you think he's a good carry. When you, when you see him, no. When I saw the, that guy, I was like. He should have been Kerry because he's too big to be Kevin. Kevin wasn't that big, right? Yeah, Kevin. Kevin was he was he was cut, but he was he was slender. He was cut, but he was exactly he was not that big. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah. Let's see it. I found some photos where they got a side by side. They have a side by side, and yeah, uh, side by side of Efron and Kevin. So oh Kerry. wow. And uh, from what I see, it looked like um it looked like uh uh hmm, wait a minute. I was looking at um um Efron or the other guy. Cause they got they got still they got side by sides for both of them, from what I'm seeing on Google. I got it, I got a side by side of Efron and Kevin. They look nothing alike. The guy that's playing Carrie looks more like Kevin. Face, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because he's he's facially and he's smaller than Carrie. He's smaller than Carrie. You know, yeah. Carrie so I, and I agree with uh, with Kurt that that um, what's his name should be playing Carrie, if for nothing else, just based yeah. on the way he looks on these set photos. So yeah, um, Kevin was huge, and it's supposed to be a a biopic of the entire family. So, but I think it's from what I'm looking at, it looks like it's going to be uh, based on. Kevin's experience as the sole survivor. Um, Kurt, did you want to get into um, 
into what we talked about with uh with David, or do you want to save that for another episode where we can go more in depth on it? Okay, okay, that's cool. Perf- perfectly fine because with what what you told us, I definitely want to learn more about that before we talk about it in depth. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited to see this, man. I don't know if it's going to be a theatrical release. I don't know if it's coming out on uh, one of the streaming services, but um, it seems like at least based on the people they have in the film, um, it's going to be they're they're taking their time with it and putting effort into it. So hopefully it'll be good. Because the the story, in my opinion, deserves to be told because when you've got a family of, what, five or six kids and all of them died except one, (laughs) that that story needs to be told. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man, it's wild. And especially how how it happened. That's what I was about to say. It's, It's bad enough that it happened at all, but the way it happened especially with the, the, the ones that, that committed suicide. Like, that's like, that's damn. So, yeah, that's wild. yeah looking, that's looking wild. forward to this movie, man. As, as a wrestling fan, there hadn't been a whole lot to get excited about with movies about wrestling. So, um, I think the last time I got really excited about a wrestling movie was uh, Beyond the Mat. And that's been almost almost 30 years ago man long Whew, time shit right i, I remember would... watching that on VA. i remember watching that on vhs <laughs> so my brother my I brother to... my brother brought my brother brought it home on vhs we sat in the living room and watched it on vhs i went to the theater to watch that the theater all right kurt do you remember where the theater in union city was not the one behind the mall but the other one across the street yeah, so let me say y'all something. And as long as I've been watching wrestling, you know I've never seen really movie. what you've never seen that movie. Hold time, time out, bro. Hold on, pump the brakes on this shit here. You got homework, son. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix. I've never seen you. I've you have got to watch anything. that. It, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's 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 not a it it it's not biased at all. So it's a good unbiased documentary. Yeah, you gotta watch that, especially Mick Foley's interaction with his kids after taking those ten chair shots from from Rock. Oh, his, oh, his wife is pissed. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I don't remember how many it was, but good lord, so, you know what? So I'm she's pissed. At, I'm gonna look at this weekend, but I, I've never seen it. Never that seen it. that Dang, blows me away. Have you? Yeah, I've never, I've never seen it. Have you ever seen the wrestler? Not not the one from the 1970s, the one with Mickey Rourke in it. That one is it's okay. Um, I think it's kind of a sad it movie. Was okay. But it, it's okay. It tells the story of a guy that used to be a very well-known popular wrestler, and now he's like in his fifties and on the independent circuit. Yeah, I thought of promos for it, but I never just I never watched it. Oh yeah, it. it's it's good. It's well to me it is. It's but yeah. It's, it's pretty it, it was a it was a great it was a great story. For some reason, what for some reason I just had this image of Gypsy Joe in my head watching that movie, but whatever. Now, now, here is something funny to me about that movie, because it's got um, Necro Butcher in in the movie. And if y'all don't know who Necro Butcher is, he's he wrestles on the independents. He's 
he's uh, he's a blood and guts guy. Like the whole staples to the head and all that shit. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't expect Jim Cornette to have good things to say about the guy because of the type of wrestling he does. But Cornette loves that guy. <laughs> I mean, it's really got nothing to do with nothing. It's I, 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 but no, I, I, I can't even. You know, I, you know, I'm always trying to rationalize stuff, and I can't even rationalize. So this right is now. what I get from Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette, in my opinion, he he loves people that take the business serious and. Like it, this is my job. I'm, I'm gonna take this serious, and I'm gonna do it every day. This, that's what I get from Cornet. And I, I sent in an email to uh, to their show, to the drive-through, kind of addressing some of the things that Brian has had to say about Bray Wyatt, which is going to segue into the last thing we're going to talk about here on the show. Um, but looks like based on what I saw, I may have to eat a little crow and say I'm sorry to Brian last. Um. Kurt, you want to lead us in with this? With the Bray Wyatt talk? <laughs> you go ahead. This is your guy, so you go ahead. <laughs> I just, like, okay. You asked me to watch it. I went and watched it. I watched the video. Then I read a couple of articles about it. And um, this has, this screams to me that they are about to do The Fiend without doing The Fiend. Um. The whole Uncle Howdy thing. The the first the first time that person appeared, um, it was kind of interesting. We talked about it last week on the show that wasn't uploaded, but um, <laughs> but uh, we talked about it last week that we were speculating on who it may be. This this shit on SmackDown Friday night, I'm not interested in the least now because you're right, Kurt. That looked like Oz. Yep, they have the images. I was just surfing through Twitter while we were talking, and I just happened to come across an image because somebody's like, and I sent it to y'all, and somebody was like, "Don't this look familiar?" Guess who came out? Yeah, Oz. and that's yeah. that's what it it looks. Ju- yeah. If it, yeah. uh, Brandon, if you're not familiar with with Oz, look at. I know. Well, I, I know it, so you saw the mask that Kevin, uh, the mask that Nash used to wear. To okay, yeah. that looks that looks exactly like the mask. Now, the article I read speculated that the person behind that mask is or or seemed to be Bray Wyatt himself. So if they are if they are about to pitch to us that this dude is is split personalities and he's battling against himself, I I like I may blow a fuse. Um you cannot do the three faces of Foley again, okay? Yeah, I because that's essentially what that was. Right, right. Now the three faces of Foley worked because one because of who was doing it, and and two, yeah. it just fit. It wasn't ridiculous. Yeah. It it was meant to be kind of funny, um, but I'm not interested at all in seeing the two faces of Wyatt. Right, I just. I watched that and I'm like, holy shit, dude, I was happy you returned. I'm the guy that the whole time has been saying, not the only guy, but I've been the guy saying, I think this could be this generation's Undertaker. And if they do what I think they're about to do with this, like I'll tune him out completely. 
And that's a shame because he cuts too good of a promo. He's good in the ring. And I think this is an absolute waste of his talent. Yeah. The only way I'll accept it is if this is solely his idea. And they're just letting him take it and run with it. And, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I think, I think, I think that's what he wanted too. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I was about to say. I think this is what he originally envisioned with the shit that Vince turned into Firefly Funhouse. So I think this is more of what Wyatt was thinking. And I know what I'm about to say and going to come off good to, to some wrestling fans, but this shit is too Hollywood, man. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. Oh God. I don't even want to think about a match of Wyatt versus Wyatt. But I mean, they well, him fighting himself. I mean, if if Uncle Howdy is supposed to be uh, Bray Wyatt, and and I'm not saying it is. That's what this guy in one of the articles I read. He was saying that to him, it looked like that's who it was. So oh, I took God. that and just started thinking about the things that Bray Wyatt has been saying since he returned. Like I had to do some ugly things to get here. Uh, you know, I, sometimes I have to go to a horrible place, and I'm like. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. Please don't do a match like if they do a match like that, that's gonna be like Al Snow versus Head. Yeah. Which I think that actually happened. <laughs> but I think I think, I think it, it was in happen. ECW, wasn't it? No, that was in WWF. Oh god. Yeah, it did happen. I was going back, I forget what pay-per-view it was, but I went, I was just I was watching just a random ass pay-per-view one day. I bored. Oh, and man. Jim Ross has talked shit about that match the whole match. He was like, this is going to set wrestling back 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> he, was like, he was so bad. So, 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 that, that, I think that, that actually happened. So I'm just like, man, nah, come on, y'all. Please. So something I want to add, I don't know if you read this article, Ron, is they saying, so go back and watch the video again. Yeah, they saying if you look at that character, he looks like Ray Wyatt's uncle, Barry Wynn. Yeah. So go back and read the other article about. Okay, that. I'll go back and watch it with that in mind. But uh, we we saw we saw Barry White Barry White hello we saw Barry Wyndham at Starcast. Barry Wyndham at least at Starcast didn't look to be in any sort of shape to come back to wrestling. No, and I'm, I'm not saying he's coming back, but they just comparing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, he. he and and that QR code that pops up, I read in this article, that QR code actually takes you to a picture of Bray Wyatt with red X's across his eyes and the word liar all over the screen. So the QR code is actually a real code. But I'm I'm not interested in this at all. I, I've seen all of it I need to see. Um, I'm with you, Kurt. Uh, I I I reluctantly agree with you that this is horseshit. <laughs> uh, and the only reason I say reluctantly is because I I didn't want to see Bray Wyatt go down this this rabbit hole. Again. If, if if you're gonna bring him back using the right way, don't shit on a man and strap him with this this bullshit gimmick. That that's stupid. Sadly, though, I agree with what Brandon said. I I. I hate to say it, but I think this is Bray's vision. This is his idea. I, I, 
I, hope. I, I do too. Because <laughs> like I would have rather him came back as Bray Wyatt holding the lantern, wearing the hat, wearing the butcher's apron, all of that stuff. Because that's what I liked. But this whole Uncle Howdy shit. Yeah, it's it's like all you did was take those those puppets off of the Firefly Funhouse and and turn it into a real person. Yeah. Now, right. No, no. Bam said in the chat that he just wished that uh, Bray Wyatt would just wrestle more. I mean, you know, which I would I would like to see him in the ring more. And if you want to tell this story, like tell this story in the ring, because I don't want to sit. I mean, I'm I'm not a person that like to just sit and listen to promos all day. Like, I'm with you. I can listen to promos up to a point. Right. And if you want to introduce these characters, introduce them while you're in the ring. Like, it's in-ring action and then put the story together that way. Like, to sit and listen to you talk all day about the same thing every week and then now you got all these hocus-pocus characters. I'm just like, I'm not finna... You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and it's not nothing that's, like, really... That's interesting enough to me to keep me wanting to come every week to see who this person is. Like, then I hope to God they don't drag this on pretty much, you know. But my whole thing is, all oh, the promos are bad. These promos are bad. Yeah. Because after after, after that after that first one, it's like okay, all right, we got we got what you were saying on the first one. All right, so what's getting ready to happen next? When are you getting back in the ring? When are you uh who who is it that you're trying to go? Like who who is it that you want to go after and manage your back? Blah 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 blah. Don't nobody want to sit listen to this shit all day. Yeah, because because essentially the two main promos that he's cut since coming back have essentially said the same thing. I mean, all, yeah. all that, all that. Um, they suck. All that this. Uh, sorry, y'all, I got distracted. <laughs> um, all of the uh, the stuff he said in that second promo was he essentially said all of that in the first one i mean it, it was a little bit different in saying that uh you know i had to do some dirty things to get back to where i was which which also muddies the waters on whether you're trying to introduce him as a face or a heel but that's the problem with wrestling overall in my opinion there 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 are no more clear-cut heels and faces with with the except well not even I almost said with the exception of MJF but as we learn we don't know what the hell's going on with him. Now people like people like him too much. <laughs> so he, that means he's doing a great job. Why it should it should never be a heel all the time. He should never be a baby face in my opinion. Yeah. And the beginning bring him back and it's this dark and somebody sending messages that was cool but to bring this fucking clown character Uncle Howdy up. This is so much bullshit. What the fuck are we doing? And that's the best y'all can come up with? Yeah. Somebody need to be cracking the goddamn head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I I mean, I can't... I, I have to ride with exactly what Kurt's saying. What the fuck are we doing? Um, it's... It's... It's more, it's more the same, but a little different, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I'm with you. It's hot garbage. It's, worse. it's especially it's worse. with, I mean, unless there's some intentional tie-in with that mask looking like the mask from Oz, which, if it if it is Barry Wyndham, then at least that connection makes sense. I don't like it, but it makes sense. 
but this this whole Uncle Howdy shit out of the blue is is terrible. Yeah, I'm about. I mean, don't nobody want to sit through that, man. We want to. Nobody want to sit through that. We want to see Bray Wyatt in the ring with oh. some meaningful in ring action. I, I just want to go to New York and fly to Connecticut and say, who approved this shit? Who who idea was this? Yeah. <laughs> hey, if y'all if y'all hear something in, in the background, um, that's my coffee maker. So I meant to tell y'all I'm, I'm driving. We we've like got I'm to have at least one technical issue every episode. That's our that's our that's our hook, y'all. That's how we get people. Hey, if y'all if y'all hear anything in my background, I'm driving. I'm on my way. I gotta go take my car to the shop, so I won't be late for my appointment. So that's just me driving, but we good. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, so next week, um, what are we gonna be reviewing? Which shows? So um, let's let's talk on Friday. I have an idea and get an agenda together. So we're not gonna talk about it now, but I, I have an idea. So we'll talk on Friday. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then um, we definitely want to want to dive into uh, the whole um, uh, David Von Eric situation that, that Kurt brought up because that is very interesting. Um, so, uh, any uh, any closing thoughts, uh, fellas? Well, Bam, I hope you join us next week, next Saturday when we record at ten. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, I guess it's my turn. Uh, yeah, uh, Bam, thanks for joining us and interacting with us. That's very much appreciated. And I thought it was just excellent the way you was chiming in. So, you know, hopefully you'll be able to get on with the call of us, call with us at some point. Um, let's not forget, you know, this uh, this time next Saturday, we have that big pay-per-view out there in Saudi Arabia, that Crown Jewel. So, um, you know, we'll just look out for that. And, you know, you all have a, a great uh, weekend. All right. And Bam, well, you know, for me as well, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for chiming in. Um, we we want that interaction, and if you heard something you don't like, let us know that too because we we want to fine tune things and and make this something that people we want to make this destination listening. Um, it's a wrestling podcast by fans for fans, um, so you know tune in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So Brandon, Kurt, um, I hope you guys have a great week. Um, I'm sure we'll text or chat throughout the week at some point. And of course we'll link back up on, uh, on Friday to do our pregame pregame. So um, until then, everybody y'all take care. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Y'all have a good, y'all have a good week. Bye. See you. I have a good week. Bye. Real quick, I don't want them to see me doing this because they don't want me on the podcast for some reason. But anyway, if you might be interested in supporting these fellas here at the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast, there's a little link. That little tiny link is so pretty. But there's a little link at the end of the description of this episode. And if you might be interested in supporting these fellas, you just click that little link right there and it'll take you to the page where you can leave a little jingle jingle. You know what I mean? All right there. Y'all have a good night.